This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today we are spending some time in Oregon's beloved state parks. And Jamie, this is a topic you know a lot about. And I have some recent, though less overall, experience with here. Jim, I think it's hard to explore Oregon's beautiful outdoor places without winding up at a state park eventually. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like when we talk about some of our most beautiful natural attractions, so many of them are at state park sites, Silver Falls, Smith Rock, Wallowa Lake. I mean, practically the entire Oregon coast. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that really sets our state parks apart from those in some other surrounding states, I think is just the quality of overnight accommodations. Yeah, Jamie. I mean, I uh, love a good day in Smith Rock State Park. I've been out to Wallowa Lake, been to Silver Falls, obviously spent some time at the coast. I have spent only a grand total of one night in Oregon State Park's kind of indoor accommodations, if you will, not a tent site, you know, not a, a pull through type deal with a, a camper or an RV, but uh, we're talking cabins, yurts. Uh, you can, yeah, I know there's no video here, but you can see me air quoting deluxe cabins, deluxe yurts, and Jamie, even teepees. There is a massive amount of really cool spots to stay in Oregon state parks. Yeah, Jim, I, I love staying this way, um, you know, especially when you're getting into the colder season or the rainier season, you don't necessarily want to sleep outside. Or if you're traveling with people who are not into camping, which is a lot of people, um, totally. these are great options as well. Or if you're just looking to do something a little bit fancier, this is something that you might technically call glamping. Oh, not a word I use particularly often, but yeah. you know, I I I'm not sure if this would qualify necessarily, um, but I think an argument could be made that this is a good glamping opportunity um, at state parks. Yeah, it, it, Jamie, I feel like, at least in my experience, it threads the needle well of being a fully comfortable mm -hmm. and fully featured accommodation in the sense of you're going to have a reasonably comfy bed. The deluxe cabin I stayed in recently had great running water, heat, it had a fridge. I slept through the night well, 
and was protected and out of the rain, right? Uh, during a kind of rainy season uh, getaway to the coast, which was actually captured for a Peak Northwest video episode, Jamie, to plug the video series a little Ooh. bit. But it, it threads the needle well between being a fully featured accommodation and still feeling outdoorsy and fun fits perfectly in that uh you know that sweet spot for folks who maybe uh maybe they are super outdoorsy people but they just don't really want to sleep in a tent in the wet chillier season or like you said uh the crew where hey you've got some friends coming in from out of town uh maybe they are less into uh getting out and camping in a traditional sense but a a deluxe yurt out on the coast is right up their alley yeah like my family for example this is more of their speed right you know we didn't grow up doing a lot of camping um staying in tents you know like my parents are not into that you know, uh, my sister and her family, you know, they've got a bunch of kids. They prefer just being able to roll up to a yurt, um, you know, un- unroll sleeping bags and and be able to sleep indoors that way. It's a, a little bit of more of a creature comfort. But again, you're still like waking up under the canopy of trees um, or under the big desert sky, wherever you may be um, right next to the lake. So you're still out there. But when you're waking up, it's not like you know, checking the tent to see if any water leaked in over the night or, you know, really huddling up because it's so cold. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. a heater in, in almost all of these situations. Um, you know, sometimes you got your own bathroom, which is great. Um, you know, there's just really having those little extra creature comforts, I think goes a long way to adding to the experience for a lot yeah, of people. It is, it is an additive experience, Jamie, because uh, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head, not to just wax poetic about this too much before we truly jump in. But, uh, you know, say you're looking for a place with uh, a, a true roof over your head. Well, uh, let's travel down the road to the Holiday Inn Express or the Airbnb or <laughs> whatever, or we can stay right in the thick of things and – Hang out in a probably cheaper, probably a little bit more unique in at least some cases, uh, accommodation in a state park. So uh, it puts you right there where you want to be vacationing or checking out. So uh, a hearty recommendation, Jamie. But what in your experience is the experience like? What can you expect uh, when you rent out one of these accommodations? Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously going to be a little bit different depending mm-hmm. on where you're going, um, how new the, the cabin or yurt is. Um, again, whether or not it is one of the deluxe cabins or yurts. And we'll get into some of the difference there in a little bit here. But um, just to give, uh, you know, an example of sort of my most recent experience, I stayed at one of the newer cabins at uh, Cottonwood Canyon State Park. And yeah, they're, they're, they're nice. They're, they're still rustic cabins. Um, but you know, roll in and they had, you know, a little, um, concrete area with a picnic table and a fire ring. And actually this one had a, a gas Ooh, grill, wow. um, there, which is a little more unusual. So you walk in and there's like a little living room space, um, with like a futon. Um, usually there's a little cabinet where you might find, um, a little mini fridge or if you're really lucky, there might be a TV in them. Not usually, um, a little tiny kind of dining area with a little table. Um, maybe there's a sink in some nicer ones. Uh, more often there's not, um, usually a little heater in the mm-hmm. room, some lamps, some lights. And then in the sleeping area, what you're usually going to find is, um, the, the beds that it's not like a, a mattress, right? Necessarily. Um, I think about it as more like an upgraded 
uh, mat, like you might have slept on when you were a kid, right? Kind of um, like a, a a better version or a similar version to like a futon mattress, if sure. that rings a bell to folks. Something you might have slept on, yeah, that summer in college. Yeah, they're kind of harder. Um, you know, they're plastic, right? Um, so you know they're easy to clean for the people who work there. So um, this is a kind of situation where you bring your own bedding. Right. Um, and that can range from, you know, if you want to bring sheets, you want to bring um, a little extra padding if you want a softer night of sleep, uh, sleeping bag, pillows. Um, sometimes I'll just lay something down just over top of it to get a little bit of warmth and just sleep on a sleeping bag on that. Um, it just really depends on, on what you want to have, um, how comfortable you want to be sleeping there. So, you know, I, I tell people bring blankets, bring pillows, bring whatever you need to be comfortable. Uh, because this is an indoor situation with space to put stuff. So you don't have to really worry about like not bringing too much. You know, you're not trying to cram yourself into a small tent. You've got space to spread out a little bit. That's one of the beauties of this accommodation, right? If you have room in the car, you will in all likelihood have room in the cabin or the yurt and you can sleep cozily. Uh, to use a word that I don't know that I've ever actually said out loud before. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you can, you can really, uh, enjoy yourself. And, and, uh, on a recent trip that I had in a deluxe, uh, cabin on, uh, at Fort Stevens State Park on the coast, um, I just rolled out a sleeping bag, brought a pillow and had a fully comfortable night's sleep. So you can do it up. Uh, you can take it easy, but, uh, all in all, you have the space to uh you know be as cozy as you so desire yeah and it's a good opportunity too to you know bring games or yeah. you know bring art projects or bring whatever it is you want to work on that maybe normally you would think i don't know if i really want to you know bring this out at the campsite because i don't want it to get wet or get dirty you're indoors and so you can really kind of go camping with a little bit more comfort and have a little bit more uh you know uh, of the amenities that you wouldn't normally necessarily bring to a camping trip yeah, a good example of that, Jamie, is when I was at Fort Stevens with our colleague who's been here on the show, Kale Williams, and videographer colleague uh, Vicky Connor. We went out for a Peak Northwest video shoot. Uh, we had Vicky's dog, Stella. We cooked up a meal that I normally wouldn't in uh, kind of a tent camping situation because we had a, a standard outdoor gas grill. We bought brats, we purchased some veggies, and made kind of a, a really delicious, though super simple meal because we didn't have to mess around with a camp stove. We mm -hmm. didn't have to worry about, well, oh, geez, we, you know, we're out in the backcountry. Now we have some food waste that we don't want to carry around with us. It was all very simple. And I think that is kind of the through line of these cabins, these yurts. The experience while fully featured is incredibly simple and you can bring with you what you need, what you want to elevate the experience a little bit over uh, a tent camping type situation. Exactly. You know, it, it's kind of that combination camping experience plus, you know, maybe a hotel. Um, you get kind of the best of both worlds. And I think that's why these have been such a successful operation for the state parks um, and very popular as well. These These are places where if you're trying to go on a holiday weekend or a weekend in general, especially in the spring or summer, um, you're going to want to make those reservations early, 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 um, as soon as you, as soon as you can and are able to, because these book up real fast. 
you know, and Jim, you mentioned pricing earlier, you know, these, I think you said, you know, oh, might be, you know, uh, might be less expensive. I think in almost all cases, this is less expensive than staying in a hotel, certainly than an Airbnb. So, I mean, we're talking for like a rustic cabin or a yurt about 42 to $62 a night. That's, you know, a little bit more than a campsite, but that's way less than you're going to pay for a hotel room somewhere. Yeah. That's what I would classify as a slamming good deal. Right yeah, absolutely. When we were at our deluxe cabin, which I, I, I don't remember the price structure of off the top of my head here, we had a bunk bed in one room that, you know, depending on your level of comfort, I believe the bottom bunk was uh, a larger bed than the top. I might be wrong on that. I forget exactly. But then there was another kind of fold out futon style uh, deal in the kind of main living area. So we very comfortably slept three people and a pretty significant size pup in our deluxe accommodation there. And reasonably, you could squeeze in some more. So if you're splitting prices or going with the family, pretty good bang for your buck, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And Jim, you mentioned, you know, sleeping multiple people in there. So uh, I do have the details here on that. So when you're looking at um, rustic cabins, those sleep anywhere from four to six people per cabin, um, which is a lot. Um, Yurts will sleep five people. Um, With that situation, like you said, Jim, where you've got usually a bunk bed and you're right, the bottom bunk is usually uh, can fit two people, the top one can fit one, and that futon unfolds and that can fit two more people on there. So I love three people in a yurt because each person kind of gets their own space. But mm-hmm. if you have a couple or if you have um, kids or family, you can sleep five in there. No problem. The deluxe cabins in yurts are going to be between $81 and $99 a night. Yeah. So a little bit more expensive, but still a really good deal. I thought that was extremely competitive in the sense that mm-hmm. you are right in the thick of where you want to be. You don't have to hop back in the car and drive into right. the town or into the city. Um and reasonably, I would rather be in one of these than a standard hotel room, personally. Absolutely. Um, if, if that's your one-to-one choice, some sort of home rental is probably the main competitor with these accommodations, that and just standard camping, I would imagine. I think the value is there. I think the quality, at least in my singular experience, was there. Um, I, I think it's a good deal. It's an excellent deal. Um, Jim, you know, we've talked about this you know, rustic cabins versus deluxe cabins. Um, I I think it's probably a a good opportunity sort of to talk a little bit more about what is, what does this deluxe mean? Yeah. Uh, Our air quotes here. Yeah. I feel like there might be some people who are a little skeptical, like, okay, I hear, well, how deluxe are we talking here? So what we're basically looking at in deluxe cabin is, I think that the big, the big seller is private bathroom with yeah. a shower. So yeah. otherwise, if you're staying in one of these rustic yurts, you are going out to the campground bathroom, the campground yeah. shower, you know, which for a lot of folks, Hey, it's no problem. We're used to that going camping. Um, no big deal. Some folks really want their own bathroom and that is a okay. And this is, this is the option for you if that's what you want. Yep. Uh, um, th- th- this came in handy, Jamie, not to interrupt, but, mm-hmm. uh, Vicky's dog, Stella, when we were out on the coast at Fort Stevens, she had, uh, uh, she was, uh, to use, I think Vicky's language here. She was partying on uh, a dead animal on the beach. <laughs> she, oh, she did a little rolling and, uh, <laughs> it was a, a situation where we, uh, you know, we didn't really want to hang with Stella until she got a bath Yeah, and, uh, or you know some some sort of hose down, and I will say in our <laughs> deluxe cabin, the uh, the 
shower situation, the bath situation for Stella was uh, very easy. And uh, Vicky had that handled in no time. So, <laughs> you know, if you're bringing a pet with you, that is a consideration. Of course, if pets are allowed where you're going, yeah. which you have to check, uh, you know, check each individual place. But anyhow, just yeah, a, a small endorsement for the <laughs> private shower. There are um, specifically pet-friendly yurts and cabins. So, yeah, like you said, Jim, look for those when you're you're booking. Make sure that this is a pet-friendly situation. So, hey, deluxe cabins and yurts, great for when your dog gets into something weird on the beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. Also, uh, another great feature I think a lot of people enjoy the is that they usually also come with a kitchenette with a fridge and microwave, yeah. um, as well as um, propane and electric barbecue grills. So... This is um, a cook, great cooking option for folks who want to, I mean, honestly, even having a microwave ups your cooking options immensely. Being able to just throw something in there if you don't want to you know, have to hassle with cooking something over a stove um, or even a grill, you got a microwave right there. Um, and having like uh, a fridge as well is just, I think, huge. Um, don't worry about keeping stuff in the cooler outside, you know, or wherever, um, you know, you've got somewhere you can keep your all your food nice and cold. Absolutely. So, Jamie, uh, I found I was lacking for nothing that I actually needed. Uh, and you referenced this earlier, but for folks who want to like get cozy and watch a scary movie or settle in and watch a, a holiday flick, uh, the deluxe cabins do have a TV with a DVD player. Um, though the state parks, uh, does mention those are not available everywhere. So, uh, maybe don't count on it a hundred percent or take a look ahead of time. All that is to say, Jamie, the rustic cabins are what you would imagine a slimmed down version of what we've just described. So looking at how the state parks describes these here, we've got, uh, you know, bunk bed or beds, uh, futon couch or double bed with those same mattresses and just a table and chairs, right? We're not talking fridge. We're not talking TV. You don't have your own bathroom. But you do have the same general structure and accommodations for folks here. Yeah. And Jim, I think one of the, the great things about these cabins here, so if you haven't really um, gotten too far into, is just how widely available they are. Um, this is not a situation where you can find these at like a couple parks here and there. You can find these everywhere around the state. Like like literally every corner of the state, you can find a cabin or a yurt. The Oregon State Parks Department has a map um, that shows every park where there is a cabin and or a yurt. And we're talking basically the entire Oregon coast. Yeah, um, tons down the Oregon coast. Bend area. So, you know, Tumalo State Park and Lapine State Park. A couple in the Portland area, Shampooey and Milo McIver. Silver Falls has some cabins and they're adding some more cabins at Silver Falls, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um like I mentioned, Cottonwood Canyon, which is a great spot out there um, just off the gorge. Um, Malawa Lake has got some out there. Uh, Owyhee State Park in far eastern Oregon. Um, I mean, you've got places just everywhere. Um, you know, so if you're looking for that kind of creature comfort when you're out there, you can find it pretty much any kind of landscape you're looking to go in Oregon. And I love to a lot of folks, uh, you know, how we camped as as kids, Jamie, is 
uh, we were not a tent camping family. We had a, a tow behind trailer. My dad uh, drove uh, a pickup truck and still drives pickup trucks. And we would tow behind a camper. I'm one of three boys. You know, mom and dad would have a bed. The three boys would have bunks. And that was, you know, that's a pretty substantial operation that requires a vehicle that can tow and the trailer itself. This harnesses the same general idea of comfort. May, probably higher comfort, honestly, depending on the quality of your, your trailer or RV. Um, and, you know, it's pretty cheap, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to own, you know, a big trailer, a big truck, or, you know, strong SUV in order to make it happen. And uh, geographically speaking, like you said, so diverse, everywhere from Wallowa Lake to Fort Stevens to Harris Beach in very southern Oregon. I mean, you are covering the whole state here with just a humongous concentration near the coast. So especially if you enjoy getting out there. And Jamie, I know how you love it out there this time of year. Mm-hmm. It is a good way to make that happen. All of that said, Jamie, I want to hear some more about some of your favorite experiences staying in cabins and yurts at Oregon State Parks. But first, we are going to take a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking about accommodations in cabins and yurts at Oregon State Parks. And Jamie, as we all know, you travel a lot for work and, of course, for fun as the Oregonians travel and outdoors reporter. And you've spent a fair number of nights in these accommodations at Oregon State Parks. Mm-hmm. So pull back the curtain for us a little bit, my man. Uh, <laughs> what are some of your favorites here? Well, we mentioned Cottonwood Canyon already. I, I love yeah. that state park. Um, and I've stayed in the cabins there, I think two or three times now at this point. And I, I love that experience. Um, just waking up and being able to just get right onto the trail there, um, and walk mm-hmm. right into the canyon is just a beautiful experience. Um, seeing some sunsets there out in the desert. I love that. You know, I love staying in the yurts in the wintertime on the Oregon coast. So, I mean, if you want to go see some state parks and stay overnight there in, you know, uh, the rainy season, boy, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of camping in, in that kind of rain, <laughs> you know, not a spring drizzle here there. Yeah. No, it's, you know, when it's like just that constant wetness, I, you know, and you're just in the tent and it's, you know, dripping through a little bit and I just, I don't love it. Um, so, I mean, like we said, the yurts are inexpensive. If you catch one in the off season on a weekday, you can usually find one. Um, so it, the experience is just of being able to be warm, to be cozy, to be out of the rain and to still be like right there within walking distance of the beach. I love that. So I've stayed at, at some of the yurts at Fort Stevens, uh, really enjoyed that experience being able to walk out there, um, right to the beach or, uh, Cape Lookout. Same situation. They've got um, some yurts and they've got some nice cabins there at Cape Lookout as well that are just right there, like steps from the ocean, which I love. And to cover the whole state, Jamie, I I believe you had talked about uh, on a previous episode of the show, really enjoying a cabin experience at the Cove Palisades in Central. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that was a great experience. I think one of my favorite. um, Can't believe I almost forgot it. You know, this is a place that's known for its lake and for the boating on the lake. So, you you know, we go in the summertime, there's just boats, motorboats like crazy out there. Um, So not necessarily serene and peaceful if that's what you're looking for, which a lot of times for me, it is. But if you mm-hmm. go in the off season when boating is no longer an option, uh, you can stay in the cabins. There's a couple of them that are right there on the lake. 
um, just on the lakeshore. And I went in a weekday in, I want to say it was in October. And I had the entire place to myself. There was no one else staying in the cabins that, that day. It was like a Wednesday or something. And so I was just basically alone on this lake and just sat out there, made a fire in one of the fire pits outside the cabins and just watched like the moon slowly cross over the lake, listen to the weird sounds of whatever kinds of animals are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just an absolutely stellar experience. And that's the kind of thing you can get, especially again, the caveat of weekday off season, you can especially get out there, have the comfort, have the luxuries and still be out there in the thick of things. That's the coolest part of all of this, I think. I, uh, I've i got my eye on going out to Wallawa Lake uh, in northeastern Oregon and oh, nice. snagging one of their accommodations, you know, right off the lake, uh, an area that I just love. Many people love. It's, you know, extremely popular, extremely beautiful. But uh, that's that's on my radar for places to go visit. Jim, I, I think I'm looking at like going to check out the deluxe yurts. It's the one kind of like uh, yurt cabin experience I've not experienced. Ah. Um, they only have them at Umaqua Lighthouse State Park. That's oh, the one place you can find deluxe yurts. Deluxe cabins, yeah, you can find them everywhere. But I, I would love to have the deluxe yurt experience. Do you have uh, a reporting trip uh, on the horizon? I know you've done you know, <laughs> best Oregon beaches, and I think you only have Southern Oregon left, if I'm remembering correctly. That's right. Yeah, down to Southern Oregon for the best beaches. But I've got some stuff that was kind of in the, you know, in the area, the vicinity that I might try to finagle a trip to a deluxe yurt out of as well. Um, it's like a great it. little campground there. Um, it's kind of nestled in the forest. Um, some of my favorite cabins are right there in Umqua Lighthouse State Park. Um, so it's a nice place to stay, whether you're doing it at the Lux Yurt or a regular yurt or a cabin or whatever. Man, well, you'll have to report back, Jamie, oh, yeah. uh, in the event that you do check out one of the deluxe yurts. I, I, I think I've said deluxe now more times <laughs> in the last 40 minutes than I have said like this at least this whole year i would have to imagine uh <laughs> it's just not a word that's a regular part of my vocab no and uh we're really working it in here you watch i'm gonna be saying like deluxe all week oh yeah it's this. gonna be like your your latest uh yeah. slang word oh we'll that's so phrase. deluxe so yeah. deluxe man <laughs> uh our editor is probably just like shaking his head uh <laughs> listening on this here goes jim on another tangent well jamie all all that is to say I, this has me pretty psyched on these accommodations and it is high season to really take advantage of this when it is rainy when it's wet when it's a little bit chillier it makes these accommodations all more sweet uh all more really practical because uh, in the summertime uh i'm pretty happy sleeping in a tent uh in early fall i'm pretty happy sleeping in a tent springtime you know maybe on a day that's not so wet sure let's do it but uh full winter time you know temps dipping into the 30s or less you know some some constant rain some drizzle I'm ready to hide out from the elements. And this is, uh, above all, a great way to do that on a pretty good budget and pretty close to what you want to do. And that said, Jim, um, the cabins and yurts are just so crazy busy in the summertime in those busy travel seasons. So if you want to get them for not the off season, uh, my public service announcement is book early, book right now for the spring, book right now for the summer. If you know your travel plans, just pull a trigger and go for it because uh, otherwise someone else is going to beat you to the punch. 
Yep. Uh, to mix metaphors there, we're pulling triggers and punching. Uh, <laughs> and the Oregon State Park says that you can make a reservation one day to nine months in advance by visiting OregonStateParks.org or calling a phone number. We will link to how to do that in the show notes here. But folks, until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest, and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show is produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.